Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. How many is ready for God to fulfill all your promises? I'm holding on to some big promises. Proverbs 21, 21, the Passion Translation said, You are stepping in 2023 into an abundant life drenched in favor. Somebody say, I'm drenched in favor. Tuesday night, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on the Cornerstone TV network, and they surprised me. They, they had done a video testimony of a lady that from a previous time that I was there, I've been going there for several years, and uh, from a previous time, and I had reached out through the television and said, somebody needs to get right with God so God can do what he wants to do in your life. And this woman was sitting, and uh, she had moved back from all cities, Oklahoma City. She had uh, ran from Pittsburgh to Oklahoma City, found out that she was in a mess, came back to Pittsburgh, and just flipped on the television for some noise that night. And when she did, there was this long finger pointing at that TV camera saying, God has something he wants to do, but you got to get your life straight with God. How many knows God's ready to do something big? I'm not talking about something small, insignificant. I'm talking about God's ready to do something big. She had come back. She was living with a relative in a room. She was homeless. She had no car. She had no money. She was lost. She did not know God. And sitting in her bedroom, she had that TV on, and I said, God wants to change your life. It's not hard. I prayed a simple prayer. She prayed the prayer with me. And then I said, if you're serious Pick that phone up, make a faith promise to God that when he blesses you now that you're right with God, God's going to bless you financially. And I said, I believe you should give $1,000. Now, here's a woman homeless. Here's a woman with no car. Here's a woman that was lost until 30 seconds before. How many knows grace will change your life real quick? And so God changed her. Now, I had not known this woman. I just saw the video Tuesday night when I was in Pittsburgh. And she said, I just have to tell this story that when Coy Barker pointed his finger at me, something shot through my life and said, I know now it was the power of God. The chains of drug addiction fell off of my body. The chains of alcoholism broke off of my life. Poverty was broken when I picked up the phone dialed that number and said, I don't know where it's coming from, but I trust the God of the Bible that he's going to give me $1,000 that I can put into the kingdom of God. And she hung the phone up. Little did she realize that started miracles in motion. I want to tell somebody, when you walked across the threshold into this house of worship, miracles started in motion. I said miracles started in motion. 
God has taken note that you're in God's house on Friday night with an expectation that God's going to do something great. If not, you'd be somewhere else. So you've come believing God that this is your night of supernatural. And she said, I just have to say on this video that's going to be aired when Coy is speaking Tuesday night, I want him to see it for the first time. I now own a beautiful home, debt-free. I have a brand-new car, debt-free. I am living for God, full of the Holy Ghost, enjoying my life, healthy, strong by the power of God. So you come too late to tell me that God is not a faithful God who will do the impossible. So I want to talk to you about becoming unstoppable, indestructible, and unashamed. Somebody say, I'm ready to be unstoppable, indestructible, and never ashamed of the gospel. See, there's always somebody trying to quieten you down muzzle your shout, but I'm going to tell you it's time for God's people to get unashamed of the power of God. Whether you're in a mall, whether you're in a restaurant, or whether you're wherever you are on your job, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Folks, the gospel still works in 2023, I'm trying to get God's people free in 23. I want to get you free from debt, free from bondage, free from sickness, free from everything that's bothering you, and you to step into the best days of your life. Well, I think I'm home, so I'm going to pull my coat. Seventy-six, full of life and having the best year of my entire life. I've never seen so many doors open for the gospel in my life. I mean, God's doing incredible things. But I'm here to tell you tonight, all things are going to turn for your good before it's over. I don't care what the devil says, your family says. I don't care what your neighbor says. All things are going to turn for your good. And if God be for you, who gives a hoot that's against you? Because God said, I am for you. And you can't lose with the stuff we use. God is going to fight your battles for you. But the Lord began to speak to me as Dee and I was fasting and praying, getting ourselves in position to be here for a few days, I wish I could stay about a month here. I'd get some of you really, some of you bald people get hair before I left here. 
One brother over saying, please stay. But God is ready to unveil his muscle of his power, of his glory in this new year we're living in. This will be a year like you have never lived. If you will align yourself with the word of God, with the things of God, get yourself positioned to be everything that God has called you to be. Now, I want you to go to the writing of Jesus. Somebody say, he knows what he's saying. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, he saith unto them, listen to what he says, whom are people saying that I am? Simon Peter, the spokesman, answered, And said, some are saying, no, he said, I'm telling you, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want somebody to just say that. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And let me just say this to you, and if you're keeping notes, point number one, you have to know your identity and his identity. Somebody say identity. We have an identity crisis in the church. I know they have it in the world, but folks, I travel, D and I travel constantly. There's a lot of people sitting on church seats that really don't know who they are. They know they joined a church. They shook a preacher's hand. Well, I'm a country boy. You might as well shake a donkey's tail and write your name on the barn door. Shaking a preacher's hand will not change your life. Joining a church won't change your life. You better have a relationship with the Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. I joined the church. I'm thankful I did. I shook my pastor's hand. He's still my pastor today. But I'm going to tell you, that's not what changed my life. What changed my life is I said, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you're the Christ. You're not just another God. You are the Christ the Son of the living God. Now, Pastor Jonathan just got back from God's country in Israel. You can't walk over there without realizing he was not just another man. They said he's a good teacher. They said he may be a prophet. But I want to tell you, folks, we got to get back to saying in the church, he is the Christ. He is the only way to God. There is no other way, and when I got saved, I got saved to my bones. I mean, I got one of those old-fashioned salvations through and through where things started falling off and things started coming on. Are you listening to me? We need to get back in the church where the Holy Ghost hits us every time we meet. I'm telling you, there's an urgency that I'm feeling as an apostolic voice 
to get the church back in contact with the anointed one and his anointing. Now, I know, I know, I know I'm preaching to the choir when you think about the apostles sitting here, the pastors sitting here. But, folks, I'm going to tell you, not all churches are the same. We better be glad we come to this house, are connected to this kind of move of God where God can change our tomorrows. God's ready to do something great. But we got to meet people knowing who we are. We got to know we have the DNA of God. Somebody talk to me. You're not just another person. When you walk into an atmosphere, the anointing in you should shift that atmosphere. Are you listening at me? You know, evangelist, prophet, pastor, whatever he is, Oscar, was with us Saturday. And he can tell you the atmosphere of that meeting in Orlando Saturday shifted. Something happened. We were there to minister to the 50 and above crowd at the big Calvary Assembly of God Church. Looks like a mall when you're driving down I-4, big old building. But there was a group of people, the 50 and above crowd that I was meeting with, that I was shocked at what they began to reach out for. They were sick of church as usual. They wanted an experience like they used to know. They began to say, this is the first time I felt God like this since 1980. I thought, dear God Almighty. Hello, church. We got to get beyond just coming to church afraid that we're going to mess up our makeup or Sister Hulamahai is not going to like the way you shout. We need to come through the door saying, I have to meet with God. I have to have an experience with God. And so Simon Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou. Let me just stop there. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Read your Bible. Blessed means empowered by God to prosper. You know what God did when he brought you in the kingdom? He blessed you. You know what he did when he made Adam and Eve, Genesis 1, 28? It said the first thing he did after he created them, he blessed them. Hello, somebody. I can't live without the blessing. I can't live without the blessing. I have to have the blessing. Every day when I get up, I want the impact of the blessing on my life. So God said, you're blessed, Adam and Eve, and because you're blessed, I expect you to multiply. 
I expect you to increase. I expect you to be an influence. See, it's not enough, church, for us to just come to church. We have to influence people for the kingdom. God didn't call these people and these people to be the only influencers or these people and these people sitting here on the front. He called all of us to carry the mantle that shifts the atmosphere. Are you listening to me? See, I believe we're headed. I told this to Apostle driving back from Lubbock last night after we ate a little bit of food. Y'all believe that? I got some property I need to sell y'all. I thought, man, I'm eating enough food. I should go haul hay and I get through here. But we was coming down the road and we was worshiping and have you know how it is if you're around him, you're gonna worship. And so we was having church, D and I and him driving down the road wherever we was out. I know I could see for a hundred miles. It was flat country. And we was driving down the road and I said, Do you know the thing that's burning in my heart is the word that God spoke through Smith's Wigglesworth, before he left here, he said there's a move of God coming that's going to be such a massive move of God. He is talking to Lester Summerall. Lester and I preached night back to back at a, in California, and he told me this story out of his own mouth. He said, and he looked at me and said, Lester, I won't see it, but there's a move of God coming. And he said, Lester, you may not see it, but there's a move of God coming that everyone in the church will be healed at one time. And he said, God will empty the hospitals, bam, at one time. Can I tell somebody, we're on the edge of what those prophets saw now in 2023, God's about to pull the veil back and about to say, I am God. I am the Son of God. I am the Anointed One, and I have what you're looking for. Oh, somebody say, yeah. Say it again, yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm looking for point number two. There it is. Look what he said here. Keep your Bible in Matthew chapter 16. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Somebody say divine revelation. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock of your revelation and confession, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Somebody say, unstoppable. Now, church, I'm going to give you forewarning. There's a move of God coming that you can't stop. 
I said, there is a move of God coming that's going to touch people at every level of life. Saturday in Orlando, Brother Oscar can testify, there were some wealthy dudes there, but they couldn't stop it. All of a sudden it hit them and they were squalling. There were some people, if I started calling their names, you'd say, I know that name. But they couldn't stop it. The Spirit of God broke through every barrier. I want to make an announcement to you on this Friday night. This will be the greatest weekend of your life. If you'll take down the barriers, open yourself up to God, you will become an unstoppable force in the kingdom of God. God's going to have a people who will not back up, but will be bold in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I said we'll be bold in the Holy Ghost. No matter where you're at, it's time to realign yourself and say, God, I want to be a force for the kingdom. And I'm telling you, church, God's raising up unlikely people to be a force for the kingdom of God. And, and, and he's doing unusual things. Dee and I have become, we haven't got it done yet, but we're supposed to in the next few weeks, professors of a Bible college. I said when they invited us to do that, spoke for myself, I said, do you know who you're asking? to be a professor in a Bible college. Hello, somebody. I said, all I'm going to do is say what the Holy Ghost said. And if you don't like that, don't invite me. He said, well, we're at a crossroads in the kingdom where we got to have some voices that will not be stopped by the opinions of people. But we'll say, God said it. I believe it. It's time to have a move of God. Am I in the right house? Come on, Hobbs. Let's have a move of God that hell can't stop. Well, let's find number three. I've got to hurry. I promised the pastor I would be out of here soon. Listen to me carefully. He went on in verse 19, and he said, And whatever you bind, it is bound. Whatever you loose, it is loose. Does somebody believe it's in red, it's in, red in your Bible? Does somebody believe what Jesus said? He said, I am empowering you. To go do the works of the kingdom. Come on, church. We say, well, I prayed. No, you got to get up and go do it after you prayed. Go, go, to, go to Romans 1. I got, please go to Romans 1 real quick. I've uh, got to get this to you before I say bye. Romans chapter 1, verse 11. He said, for I long to see you, 
in the desert in Hobbs, New Mexico, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by our mutual faith, both of you and me. Verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, that salvation is a big word. In the Greek, is satoria, which means deliverance, wholeness, health, peace, healing, prosperity, protection. He said, I want you to taste of the great salvation that is for everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Somebody say, the just shall live by faith. Impartation is a big thing. Something happens when I connect with apostle. There is an impartation that God has trusted in him that comes on me. Hopefully, something happens in him good that there is an impartation in me that comes on him. Are you listening to me? That's the reason. I, I love this man. was almost at church a while ago. was talking about reaching people and changing lives. And he said, yeah, I'm back in COVID. They're talking about Zoom. He said, don't Zoom me. I thought, my God, a word from heaven. Don't Zoom me. I'll take that back to Atlanta. Don't Zoom me. Because something happens when we come together. Are you listening to me? You're not going to get an impartation from me just by looking at a, at a screen. You're going to have to touch me. You're going to have to get in an atmosphere that's charged with prayer, with seeking God, with the Word of God. You can't get an impartation if you don't touch them. So well, I'll watch it. I'll watch. No, you ain't going to watch. You're going to come here and get an impartation. Are you going to keep living below what God intended for you to live? Folks, we're in a critical moment in the kingdom. We've got to do what we've never done so we can experience what we have never experienced. God wants us to have an impartation. I never will forget, years ago I was pastoring Oklahoma City, and a pastor friend of mine from Buffalo, New York, called me, and he said, I'm going to be in Tulsa. I'm having lunch by myself with Oral Roberts. Would you like to come over? I said, would I like to come over? Yeah. And so I went running over to Tulsa, to a little old restaurant, and there sat Dr. Oral Roberts, 
and he carried an awe about him. When I walked into that little restaurant and there sat this pastor friend of mine, Dr. Orr Roberts, I thought, my God, this country boy from Hollis, Oklahoma has arrived. Y'all that don't know where Hollis is, population 2,000, I was counting every dog, cat, and rat. But I walked in and I thought, my God, I wasn't hungry for food. I ordered to be nice, but there was something happening in the atmosphere. The atmosphere was impacting my life because a great leader that had given his life to God suffered the negative opinions of a bunch of devils but never lost his calling. Come on, somebody. And I sat down. We had the time together. Then he looked over at me. I can tell you the moment he looked at me, went through my body. He said, let me see your hand. I stretched my hand out. And he said, son, why are you not using that hand more? I said, what do you mean? He said, the sick need to be healed. And he said, they have to have a hand. Read your Bible. They anointed them with oil. And the prayer of faith, as they laid hands on them, heal their body. He said, from this day forward, I'm going to touch your hand, sitting in the middle of that restaurant. I thought, oh, Jesus, time out. I don't want to fall out here in this restaurant. Some of y'all know even what that means. I'll catch it next week. But he took my hand, put his hand on it, and impacted that hand that since then has seen cancer disappear. My wife and I was in Kentucky preaching a world conference, Lexington, Kentucky, with our friends that pastor there. And a woman came up. He asked me, he said, can you ask the people to give tonight because we need to meet the budget? I said, yes, sir, I will at the end of my message. And so they came up after I'd preached the opening message of the conference I had people bringing their offering up. A lady in her 80s. Dee was standing there. Pastor was standing there. The two Nigerian bishops were standing there. People were coming up, people praying for them. They walked up. This little woman did. Had to be in her 80s. And she was crying. Had a check for $1,000. Laid it down on the, the little place there on the altar, and then she said, stood right in front of Dee and I, and if you've ever been around Dee when she's working all, she's a puddle of tears. Her face looks like a hard rain on a red clay hill as mascara drips off her chin. We're standing there, and the presence of God was so powerful and she said, I gave this to help the pastor meet the budget of this great conference. But I gave it in faith that God would heal me of stage four cancer. I looked at her pastor and I said, she has stage four cancer? He said, yeah. Doctor verified. She won't have long to live if God don't touch her. 
Well, Dee and I both were just a puddle of tears. And I said to her, I said, woman, let me tell you something. God saw your action. What an action for a man to see. God took note of it. He saw you get up, struggle down here. She said, I can't sleep over two hours. They've given me the strongest pain medicine that I can take. It still doesn't knock the edge off my pain. I might sleep an hour and a half, and I'm up. Maybe two hours, and I'm up. I've had no rest in months. And I said, you know what? The Holy Ghost is talking to me. I want you to go home tonight. Don't take no pain medicine. I don't want you to take any kind of meds. And I want you, when you crawl in that bed, say, Jesus, I did what you told me to do. They laid hands on me. I believe the cancer is gone. I said, get in that bed. I said, set your alarm. We start at 10 in the morning. She said, well, I don't sleep over. I said, you're going to sleep tonight. Set your alarm. We started at 10. She said, well, I'll set the alarm for 9. I thought, well, it don't. takes my wife a little longer than that to get ready. She said, no, I'll be here at 10. She come running in. D and I sitting on the front. We was getting ready to minister. We was sitting on the front seat, and here she comes. She didn't know protocol. She didn't care about protocol. She comes straight up there. We saw her coming. We both stood up. They was up there leading praise and worship. We stood up. She grabbed us and squeezed us. She said, I went home last night. I didn't take no meds of any kind. I got in bed and said, Jesus, I did what you said. They laid hands on me. I believe I'm healed. She said, I went straight to sleep. My alarm woke me up at 9 o'clock this morning. She said, I haven't had a pain since y'all laid hands on me. Can I tell you she's healed of stage 4 cancer. Somebody ought to shout in this house. Listen to what he said. He said, there's coming a move of God. D and I, just before Oral Roberts died, he invited D and I to come out to California. We knelt before him. He laid hands on me and her, and he said, I release unto you the mantle that God trusted me with that's brought miracles to tens of thousands of people. Now go heal the sick. Are you listening at me? Somebody's about to get healed tonight. I said somebody is about to get healed. Somebody here is going to stand in for somebody that's sick. They're going to get healed. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. God's about to do his business. Let me give you the last point. I'm out of your way. Faith changes everything. Faith changes everything everything. I'm a faith man. My life is a testimony of the faith of God. God did something inside me that I can't give you in words. I went, sat under the ministry of Papa Hagen. I read every book he had. Something happened to me. 
And out of that, something happened. God changed my life. Let's touch people in nations of the world because faith changes everything. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. I want you to listen to God, not to man. Father, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you, Lord, that you said we shall walk by faith and not by sight. I thank you that right now there's people in this room about to be healed. They're about to be delivered. Barriers are about to break in their life. Thank you, Lord, that you showed up on Friday night just to touch and minister to your people. And I believe, Lord, this is a moment of supernatural miracles. I believe this is a moment where God is going to do incredible things. And, Lord, we're just open for that. And I pray that people would hear you about their giving. Lord, something happens when people sacrifice to God. And then they receive the miracles of God. I'm asking you to speak to people to not tip God tonight, but to bring God a sacrifice, an offering of impact, a precious seed tonight. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Look at me one moment. I want you to get an envelope or how are you give because I, I, I want you to give tonight on this first service of this weekend of destiny. I want you to bring an offering, an offering of significance, and then we're going to pray for the sick. But I want you to give the best gift that you can give. Businessman today, he and his, his wife actually got a hold of D, that the first time I ministered to him, he was broke. He didn't have any money. He's he just starting a business. So far this week, they have deposited in the bank $2 million for little jobs they've done this week. Are you listening to me? They actually said the checks that come in for the next few days, we're not going to deposit them for a while because there's so much money pouring into their hands. Somebody's got to understand God himself wants to bless you, but you have to obey the instruction of God. I know something's in me. I've helped people come from total poverty to absolute freedom financially. And I want you to be blessed. You're not giving to me. You're giving to this ministry. You saw on the screen where the money goes, touching the world with the gospel. So I want you to give. I want you to give your best, and then we're going to pray for the sick. But I want you to give your best. In Jesus' name, hear his voice. Obey his call, and it's going to happen. Pastor, would you come? Then we're going to pray for the sick.